following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. In my lifetime, I've learned... Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. and welcome to a new episode of Common Debauchery. If you don't know, at the top of the show there, we just played the last words of the Hall of Fame speech of WWE Hall of Famer... Two-time Hall of Famer. Two-time Hall of Famer, Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, who at the time of this recording has been taken off life support. He suffered three massive heart attacks during a hip surgery he was undergoing. Has he actually been taken off yet? Uh, he was being planned on being taken off. They didn't say whether or not it actually happened, happened yet. So um, by the time of this being he'll live, probably have he'll passed. probably have passed, yeah. So uh, Kevin Nash posted on social media that it was happening. They basically assembled the family and that one of the great wrestling legends of our childhood has come to pass or is about to pass, depending upon when you hear this and when it actually happens. So we uh, we decided to pay tribute in proper fashion here on the show and not start with our normal, cheerful, chipper, common debauchery opening. Uh, I am the Nightmare. And I'm, I'm Rotten jo- Jack. I'm joined by Rotten Jack. And uh, we, just, we decided this was a good way to do this because I mean, Scott Hall was a legend. Oh, man. He was probably one of... He was probably the greatest intercontinental champion he was he, wrote the he was Mr. Intercontinental Champion. He wrote the book on how to be a heel in professional wrestling. Oh, he was without hands down one of, if not the best, the best heel. I, mean, I, he, I don't think I can figure, I can think of anyone who was a better heel than Scott Hall. I mean, so like you think about the heels prior to that, right? The, it was, you know, it was the anti-american you know yep. a lot of times it was you know it was, it was hulk hogan the american against Versus this iron chic iron chic and you know against uh th- this international person that yeah. international that was that was vince mcmahon and wwf at the time wwe now uh that was their thing that was you know the the patriot angle if you will and all they did was just take the cheap pops the cheap booze you know you, you'd bash the city that you're in the city would boo you Yep. And Scott Hall made being the bad guy cool. He was the cool guy. Yeah, he was he was the bad guy. I mean, that was like and you heard it the, his speech, you know, 
bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Uh, he wrote the book on it, man. He really did. He <sighs> was he was that dude that at at points was so insufferable as a heel that it like you wanted to see him lose. You wanted to see him get beat. It made you want to cheer for the good guy more. And the good guy didn't have to be a consummate good guy. He didn't have to be, you know, Mr. American hero no. Hulk Hogan. It was this, you know, the the, the sexy boy Shawn Michaels yeah. who had just left. I mean, they, they had a tag team together for a little bit. You know, he, he left big sexy, you know, big diesel in the dust. He was just starting to, like, make his push where people cheered him instead of other people. Yeah. And Razor Ramon made it easy to like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels was universally hated at one point in his career. Well, yeah. I mean, and that was before any of the backstage crap. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, this was before Montreal Screwjob and stuff like that. But, you know, and then Hall took the uh, the iconic leap when the click broke up. Uh, him and Nash went to him and Diesel, who was Kevin Nash, yep. went to WCW. They showed up and sat on top of the Titantron. Yeah. Or it was like it they was, just showed up on Nitro one night. Yeah, and they like just pulled out lawn chairs and were sitting. It was an outdoor show at a, at a football stadium, and they were like up on a balcony just hanging out. Yeah. And they were just the outsiders. And after two or three weeks of that, they went down and they talked to, I think it was Tony Chavone and Eric Bischoff were the two color guys at the time. And they're like, what the hell are you guys doing here? What, what's going on? And he's like, and, you know, hey, yo, you know who we are. You know where we're from. Like type of thing, and it, they it, it they it changed the face of professional wrestling. I love how he created the Razor Ramon persona as well. Oh God, yeah. Um, and I don't I don't remember which pie it was either on Stone Cold podcast or another another uh, other wrestler that has a podcast. They were talking to Scott Hall about it, and he goes, "I created the Razor Ramon gimmick." as a fucking joke. It was a complete ripoff of Scarface. It was. And, so and what, he goes, and it I, pitched it, I pitched it to Vince thinking that there's no way he's going to go for this. This is a direct ripoff of Scarface. And he's like, Vince absolutely loved it. And he goes, you know, there was times that I'm doing it. And I would go so over, to, over the top with the accent and stuff. It's really hard. Like, he's like, if you watch old videos, you will see me trying not to laugh because yeah. of how ridiculous but, I think I am myself. But that cocky laughter made the character better. Like, right. that, like the fact that he was, like, smirking and trying not to, right. like, laugh it through it. It all played in. And it, it's funny because the the character itself, he, like, he sat down in a meeting with Vince, and Vince was like, you're bland. Yeah. You're flat. I, I, we, you need to give me something. Or we need to make a change. And he rips off Scarface. He, he literally looked at Vince. He goes, all right, man, what do you want me to be? I can be anything. I can be the good guy. I can be the bad guy. I can be the bad guy. And that was, he's like, wait, wait, well, do that again. And he goes, I literally just ripped off Scarface. And Vince was like, I love it. And the rest was history. Yeah. And then Ra let Razor Ramon was probably one of the best character gimmicks Oh God! Of yeah. all time, and the best and nobody will ever come close to it. The best part is when he, when him and when him and Nash left, Vince tried getting other people to play those characters, and it fell so so flat. Yeah, yeah. they had fake Razor and fake, fake Razor Diesel. and fake Diesel. Yeah, like it was, you know, you had gold with those two guys when they leave your company, and you try to recreate it with lookalikes. And now here's the best part: like in current in current wrestling, and no, this is not a complete wrestling show. 
No. All right. We actually have a topic. We, we just do. wanted. Like, this, it, this, this, this was just big hits news. Home. This, this like, hits home for like, us. I, like I told you before we even started recording, like most of the time, I don't give a shit if a celebrity is dying or passes away. But for for some reason, like when a childhood icon like this. Oh, God, yeah. Th- this really hits home. And like, you know what? I I don't consider this a like a celebrity death as no. much. Like this is like this is like your favorite athlete dying. Yeah, you know, I I don't consider it the, the you know the 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 former because it's one of those things where when you look at the whole ordeal, like these guys they're they're not just movie stars. They're not playing like yes they're playing fictional characters, but like you see and get to know and follow these guys and they put their bodies on the line. Like I mean, Hall had some very very serious drug problems. To the point that, I mean, one of the last times he appeared like in actual live action, he had to be helped out of the ring because he was so drunk and fucked up on pain pills. Yeah. That, like, his friends had to come get him out of the ring. Yeah, like, it was like, bad. Like, come get your boy. Yeah, it was bad. Um, luckily, he, he reached out to uh, DDP. DDP. Uh, he got clean. He got sober. Through Like, he got healthier um, through the DD, DDP's yoga. yoga. Um, watching the videos of... Um, DDP working with him, like, like from where he started and where he and where, where he, he was. ended, and then seeing him come out on the stage for the NWO induction. Right, and, it was and just walking, like, and there was rumor. Uh, oh, so he? I mean, the, the the year that the NWO got inducted, he was he did come to ringside. He yep. was involved in the Sting was it uh, Sting Triple H match? Yep. You know where they did the the DX versus the NWO thing and everything yep. else. He and he got involved. And I'm pretty sure he hit a razor's edge on someone. I think it was X Pac, so it was the smallest guy involved. Sure, but still, the fact that he was able to do any of that is a miracle. And there was rumor part of the reason he was getting this hip surgery was to have potentially one more Legends match before. Oh, and like, but he needed the surgery regardless. But right. this was going to allow him to maybe have that one last. Legends match that nobody really wanted to see, but the fan and all of us is like, wait, Scott Hall in the ring again? Oh, I want to like it, like Scott Hall in the ring again. And if he does it and he doesn't come out as Razor Ramon, like, right. So, yeah. <sighs> very sad times for our childhood. Like, it's been a shitty day. Like, yeah. that's the first thing that I saw when I woke up this morning when I checked my phone was Kevin Nash's post, which... The the Bills have done a lot of things in free agency today and with the team, and this is still the thing that's, like, at the forefront for me right now yeah. because, I mean, this was the heart of my childhood. Yeah. Like, the NWO, the Monday Night Wars, was the heart of my childhood. It went Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Monday Night Wars. Yeah. So, I mean, that was... I mean, this was my formative years. The bad guy was a huge part of my childhood. See, I wasn't ever really into wrestling when they were actually wrestling. I didn't get into it until later, but going back and watching the so classic you're, stuff. You're the guy who got into it after the fact and then heard people bitching that this isn't like the Attitude Era, and you were like, what was that? And then you found the NWO. Like, I knew like I knew who NWO and everything was because uh, everybody... But actually watching it. But is, actually watching it, right. yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, with that, we're going to move on to our actual, the actual topic. The actual topic here, uh, we are talking about things today that are rules and laws, or like unwritten rules. Not even un- necessarily unwritten rules, but like things that people should know and or follow and don't. Yeah. So the inspiration for this today I was driving back from the radio station, 
Yeah, I was wondering what your inspiration for this was. I was driving back to the radio station, and I come up to a four-way stop sign. There are two people at this four-way stop sign. There is me, and there is a car to my left. We get there at the exact same time. Who goes first? If everyone's going straight, who goes first? And you both got there at the same time? Yep. I'll give you a hint. One of us has the right of way. The person on the the other guy, right? The person on the right. Whoever, yeah, whoever's to, to, to the right. To the, to the most right, yeah. Yes, that, the person to the right has the right of way. Yeah. That was me. Oh, okay. They were on, they were on your they left. They were on my left. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You had it right away. Not only that, but they're turning. So we get there at the same time. We make eye contact. I start to go. And this person starts to make a left in front of me. Oh, God. And like, so I stopped and then they stopped and looked at me and I was like, just go. You're already in the intersection. Right. The amount of people that don't understand that type of stuff drives me bonkers. Right. It's either the first person to the intersection goes first, goes first. Or if you both arrive, the most right person. If if you're all going straight, if you're all going straight. Yeah. It's like the, the thing. Okay. Maybe you're like, oh, I thought I stopped first. You're turning. Right. Like, you still technically wait for the person going straight because you're disrupting three lanes of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, so that's what that that was the because that got me thinking. Right. Okay, what, what's one of the other what's one of the other rules of the road that drives you absolutely nuts? Uh, people don't understand like how to merge or let people merge oh like onto the fucking throughway. This isn't what I was thinking, but I love this. Like it's terrible. Like when I get on the throughway, I don't drive in the right hand lane because that is the merging lane. Yes. Um. Well, I, I mean, obviously, like if it's a three lane highway, I drive in the middle unless I'm passing or want to be in the fast lane on the left. Yeah. No, I'm jazzy left eye. Uh. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually, in the left hand lane. Usually left hand. I'm if, usually left lane. But. If you see me getting out of the left lane, I'm either coming up to my exit or someone is on my ass. And yeah. if you're on my ass, you're an asshole because I speed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I um, I drive faster than, I, like I try, than the speed limit. Get off my ass. I try not to drive in the right lane or the merging lane even if to do. allow people. And even if I do, if I see people on the entrance ramp, I if I can, I will move over. To allow them to right. merge. Which is what you're supposed to do. But these motherfuckers... The other part of that is when you're on an on-ramp. Get the, up to speed. When the on-ramp levels off, you are supposed to be getting up to speed with traffic to merge safely. Not, oh, I'm going to slow down and stop and maybe, I don't know. And like, as somebody driving in the lane, if you can't move over, you're not supposed to slow down to let other people in. That's how traffic jams and car accidents happen. Yeah. The general rule of thumb should be... You go, I go. Yeah. So if you're coming up, I see you ahead of me. You go, I go. Then someone behind me. Then like, and we just yeah zipper effect. It should be that easy. But people, people do not understand that, and like, they will knock it out of that fucking merge lane. And it's like, listen, buddy, I'm running out of fucking road here because my lane is going to end. So either you move the fuck over, or I'm taking us both out. Right. And like the the worst part about that is getting letting one vehicle in front of you is not going to make you get to where you're going any slower. Right. Matter of fact, not being a dick when people are merging will probably get you all there faster. 
Yeah. All doing. It's all, not all, like letting all being the person merge uh, is going to make you an hour later. Right. Oh, my God. I let this guy in front of me. I'm going to be late for work. Said no one ever. Unless no. that dude is on a one lane road going two. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, get out of the car and run faster. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, yeah. One of the ones that drives me nuts. Did you know if you are turning left on a five lane highway? Yeah. And someone else is coming on oncoming traffic and turning right. The two of you can and should turn at the same time. Because the person making the right should stay to the right-hand lane, and the person making the left should stay to the left-hand lane. Yeah, because... Nobody does no, that. because when you turn, you're supposed to, like... Stay in turning, your lane. Turning right, you're already in the rightmost lane. When you turn, you turn into the, the rightmost right most lane. lane. No, everyone always goes, nope, I'm going to turn right, and I'm going to go three fucking lanes over. And for some reason, people turning left want to go to the right. Right. I don't understand it. Like, it... it bothers the shit out of me i can't tell you how many times i've almost been hit because someone's trying to cross lanes while they're turning yeah because i'm making a right hand turn on red and someone is um that has the green arrow to turn left on the other side is making the left and like i'm like all right well they should stay in that lane no i go and you can right you can make the argument almost fucking hit you could make the argument that you have a red light, they have a green light, you shouldn't be turning at the same time. However, a lot of intersections these days are having green turning arrows right. on both sides. Yeah. So you can make the left, I can make the right, we're both okay. Right. Because you should be able to make this maneuver without murdering yeah. people. If you're turning left, you turn into the left lane. If you're turning right, you turn into the rightmost lane. It's not rocket science, yet there, some people fuck it up daily. There are even people, so like this would be a perfect example. There's an intersection around here at William and Transit. Yep. If you're on on William, I believe going in either direction, there is two left-hand turn lanes. Yep. That is very specifically, uh, I'm pretty sure the, there's no turn on red there on the other sides, on the opposing sides. Right. So there are people who will be in those two lanes that don't understand you. Like, if you're in the outer turning lane, you stay to the right-hand lane. If you're in the inner turning lane, you stay to the inner lane. There are people who do that and try to, like, Chris switch Cross lanes. applesauce. Oh, my, yeah. my Lanta. Yeah. I have very, very, like, appropriate road rage about these things. So do I. Like, this is, ba- like, and listen, I've been to driving school twice in my life for speeding tickets. Like when they you they make you go and sit through that four hour like yeah. put a pencil in my eye type called boring class. I could have gone to those zero times and I would still know these rules. Yeah. And yes, there are times I do break them myself. Specifically the staying in your lane as you turn rule. If there's we no one do. else turning. Right. If there's <laughs> no one else around, sure, why not? Whatever. Oh, it's infuriating. It is absolutely just Chap my ass infuriating. How about just using your fucking blinker? Right? Turn the damn thing on. Just in general, use your fucking blinker. Turn your high beams off. I can't believe how many times, like, I'm driving and all of a sudden, like, I just get some asshole, like, cut across. Th- oh, also, like, if you're going to cut across lanes of traffic, merge into one and then merge into the other. Don't fucking NASCAR this shit and just straight across all fucking three lanes. Right. From the left to the right. Get out of the way. <sighs> I have I have a non-car related one. 
Go ahead. People, if you hear my voice, heed this as advice for everyday life. Oh, here we go. You empty the elevator first. Oh, 100%. So I don't care. Same thing with a subway car. Subway cars. Or train. Trams at airports. Like, you empty first. Like, nobody wins when the dude who's in a hurry pushes his way through the people trying to get off into the already crowded area. Let the crowded area get uncrowded, and then everyone can get in nice and quick. Yeah, it's not like those doors are only open for five fucking seconds. The only, Oh, my God. This drives me nuts. Like, so we have hallways at day camp, and, like, you walk in one door, that door closes behind you, the door in front of you opens, and you continue on. The amount of people that, like, I walk in one door, close the door behind me, the door ahead of me opens to let me out, and seven people pile in, and then I have to be like, can I get out, please? Drives me bananas. I Like, I want to fight people when this happens. Yeah. Legitimately throw, like, just chuck mitts. Let's do this. Get out of my way. <laughs> like, it. Uh, empty the elevator first. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. There is more room when one side goes and then the other. Uh, how about just the general, like, uh, common courtesy, uh, you drive on the right side of the road. How about we walk on the right side of hallways or wherever? I can't tell you how many times I go to the fucking mall. Uh, there's uh. just people walking on the left side. So they're coming straight at you while I'm trying to walk on the right. And they, they don't fucking move. Uh, so, and, and on that one, obey the laws of the road. If you're moving slower, stay to the right. Right. If you're moving faster, go to the left-hand left side the middle of, of the, the right. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have to bob and weave around people who are just out for a leisurely sightseeing stroll at the mall or I at tops. I hate it. Like, I'm just like, like, because like when I go to the mall, I go in there with a very specific task. I have one store that I'm going to or two stores. I'm going directly there, getting what I need and getting the fuck out. Yes. And sometimes it takes... Even longer because now I got to fucking bob and weave in between grandma doing her fucking Christmas shopping in July <laughs> or just like a groups of fucking teenagers. They walk. They're not in, even supposed to be there anymore. They walk in groups and packs of like fucking five. Yeah. But shoulder are to they, shoulder. Are they together like two and two? No, I'd be okay with that. No. Shoulder to shoulder. Five across. across. Yep. Shoulder to shoulder across the whole hallway. Get it's the a, fuck out of my way. It's insane. People who people who go grocery shopping. Listen. I am very spatially conscious. I am a large man. I have been a large man my whole life. Yeah. I am 900% conscious of where I am, what I'm around, what I'm pop, like what I could possibly be bumping into. If I do bump into somebody, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Pardon me. Coming through. Yep. The amount of people who are a third of my size who walk around like they're two times bigger than me and act like I'm the one in the way, I want to th- th- midget toss you. And it's just like I want to pick you again, up by your belt again and just yeet your ass out of my way. Right hand side. Right hand it's it's not and, that fucking and hard. And it's okay, so like when you're talking about like um like a grocery store, sometimes you can't. Like you're walking down an aisle, no one's gonna be like, Okay, I'm gonna walk down this aisle twice, once on the right side, turn around and once on the right well, side. No, yeah. So like but like the people that like turn their cart sideways and like yeah. bend over and are like where am I? I'm just gonna stand here and wait yeah, for fuck, I fucking hate it. Wait for Gam Gam to get her hams out of my way, and then like like when I when I'm I in, to- I'm I'm in a hurry. I need to get around, so like I'm like like pressed up against the other thing, and I'm like shimmying behind. People them. leave their fucking carts in the middle of the goddamn aisle. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, 
it's just like when I need to reach for something, I put my cart as close to the fucking shelf. Yes. In case someone needs to get around me or is coming if, up the other way. If I had a dollar for every time I was at a grocery store and I and literally there was somebody, there was a cart here, their child, and then they're over there. And I'm literally waiting for the thing that their cart is blocking. And I stand yeah. there and then they walk over to me because I'm now standing in front of something they needed, but they stopped there, went back for something. And now they're coming back and they look at me and they're like, excuse me, like I'm the problem. If you're if you weren't in I, my way, I, just, I hate the people that leave their cart and walk fucking 20 I, feet I down the aisle. I could have I grabbed my mayo and been on my way. But instead, you're over here grabbing your bonbons. I've I've been an asshole before where uh, someone had what I needed in their cart and you took it out of their cart and their cart was in front of what I needed. And they were like 30 feet down the aisle. I was like, nah, fuck you. And I just took it out of their cart and walked away. Had a boy. Good for you. Fuck them. Good for you. I hope they didn't realize until they went to cash out or went home. Oh, damn it. I thought I grabbed the mayo. Speaking of shopping carts, put your fucking carts away. Yeah. As a, as a former cart guy. Put your cart away. Just it's not that fucking hard to walk 15 feet over to the cart corral and just shove it in there. Right. People who have the inability of putting their carts away are the worst type of human being. I assume the club. uh, If you Glenn Danzig has a a thing about I, um, I assume if you do not walk the 25 feet to put your cart away, you club seals. You pollute. You intentionally put the six-pack rings around the limbs of little creatures Yeah, be- because you're just that type of just awful person. So Glenn Danzig has uh, this theory, um, and for people who don't know who Glenn Danzig is, um, he is uh, the original lead singer of the Misfits, and he has his own band called Danzig now. Um, his theory is the shopping cart is the ultimate limit test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. Litmus test. Litmus test, yes. Um, to return a shopping cart is an easy, convenient task and one which we all recognize as the correct, appropriate thing to do. To return the shopping cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. Right. No one will punish you for not returning your cart. Um, you must return the cart because it is the right thing to do because it is correct. Uh, a person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with law and the force that stands behind it. Um, basically, like the shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. Right, like whether or not you are a functioning human being. Right. Like a functioning member member of society. Not good or bad person, just whether or not you're a piece of garbage or not. Right. <laughs> and that, like, like how hard is it to walk again? Like even if uh, like the cart trail is like fucking fifty feet away from your car. I assume if you cannot be bothered to put your shopping cart away, that you burn orphanages for fun. Yeah, you beat children in your basement. Like that's just the assumption I have about you. Put your shopping cart away. And like, I'll be honest, like there's some days I don't want to do it, especially like if it's the middle of a fucking rainstorm or something like it's right. pissing down cats and dogs. You think I really want to walk 20 other feet the other way when I could just like, listen, when I was a cart guy back in the day, we used to play shopping cart golf. 
Like if, if you left your shopping cart out in the middle of nowhere and I could safely try to push it toward another shopping, like a, a little cart corral without potentially wrecking someone's vehicle, we would have competitions to see who could t- make the longest shot and sometimes getting them to turn, like to, to turn, turn in. in like, yeah. oh, we had a blast with it, especially late at night when like tops was empty. Yeah. But like the fact that we were able to do that with the amount of shopping carts that were left not in the cart corral. And not to mention like how like absurd. You ever had your car dinged by a shopping cart left yes. in the mall or anywhere? How about, can, how about how about when you go to pull into a parking spot and there's four carts just sitting in the middle of it? Yeah. Like it's if, like the only if, open parking spot and there's like if those carts are plastic, I'm moving them with my truck. Well, yeah. If they're metal, not so much. Yeah. In case anybody was wondering. Yeah, because and like with shopping carts are assholes. Oh, they sure are. Like, and, the, and these are things. These are just like simple societal norms. Like we're not. We're right. Not, we're, like we're not saying you know, it's not a life or death situation. You know, no one's I mean, gonna. Th- some of these driving rules are. Well, yeah, some of the driving <laughs> rules like, are. But like something as simple as putting a shopping cart away. Like, are you that big of a piece of shit? You can't do that. You know. And here's one. If you're gonna smoke, don't stand right in front of the door. Oh, like, like listen. I don't care. Even if as you, a smoker or former smoker. I never did that. I would always go well away from the door because now that I'm not a smoker, I fucking hate those people. I mean, so Alley Cat and I used to work for a guy who, as long as there was no one in the like in the business, employee, he didn't care if it was employees. He would walk around like just chiefing Newports all day. I think they were Marblites. I don't remember. He he was an asshole. And hear what she said. Neither did I. Um, so, like, he, whatever. He would just walk around chiefing cigarettes, and if somebody said something, he'd be like, "It's my business." Like, yeah, but it, my my lungs. Like, yeah, there's New York State laws that prevent take, you from doing this. Take your secondhand smoke and get out. Right. Like, and I I lost it on the dude the one day. I was like, dude, there's nobody here. Right. Three cars just pulled in. They're gonna walk in here and go, oh my god, and they're getting food. Right. Oh, and he like copped an attitude and walked out like i don't care if you smoke one don't share don't share unless i walk up to you and be like hey man can i get heater from you i don't want your smoke right and second understand that just because it's something you enjoy doesn't mean i need to smell it right and like this is from a guy a former chewer i used to dip yeah and you like and the, the and this is the one that pisses me off the amount of smokers that like one of my favorite things to spit into used to be a Tim Hortons cup. Yeah. Because you, oh, it, it was easy. easy, yeah, I had easy access. Tim Hortons cup. Exactly. But like spit into a few times, a couple dips, whatever, put it down, walk away for five seconds and let a smoker walk over, pick it up and realize what it is. It's like you shot their dog. Yeah. Oh my God. This is disgusting. This is gross. Like really, dude, I can smell you from a mile away. Yeah. But my cup is disgusting. Like get, Oh, look, it's gone. You can leave the room, and I'll still smell you five minutes later. Yeah. Inconsiderate fools. Listen, even when I was a smoker, like, when I worked on the ambulance, like, I don't understand how people smoke in their houses. Like, I mean, nothing against you if you do. I mean, it's your house. You do what you want. But, like, even as a smoker, I would walk into some of these houses, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I live with one. I live with a smoker who hated if the house smelled like smoke. Right. Like to the point that she had two window fans, one pulling air in, one blowing air out. And in the middle of winter, she'd be like triple bundled up and just 
I've never liked anything that much. No. That's not true. I will freeze my ass off to coach. I will freeze my ass off to play baseball. I'll freeze my ass off for a Bills game. I'll freeze my ass off for Alley Cat. Those are the four things in life I'll freeze my ass off for. Don't you I, freeze your ass off for me if I needed it? If you needed it. Not for funsies. Well, yeah. If you were like, hey, bro, let's go like just be cold for a while, I'd be like, no. Well, bro, po- do you polar, think... Polar plunge, different story. Do you think my ass polar is pl- going to ask you to go do... Well, polar, polar plunge Polar plunge, different. different story. Yeah. By the Why way, didn't we do that this year? We're doing it this year. It already happened. We're doing it this year. It happened last year. Like It happened this winter, but it, that was last year's polar plunge. It happens in December every year. I literally just saw Niagara County Sheriff's. Yeah, that was Niagara County's. Oh, okay. I was supposed to go to that one and be on the air for it. Couldn't get off work. Yeah. My swap partner's a jerk. Mm. Yeah, you I was know, like, I, 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 like, I just saw it. it. Like, next year we need to do polar plunge. Yeah, we're doing it. Okay. We're doing it. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'll do it. I look forward to it every year. If you tailgate it the right way, it's a good time. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about being drunk. I'm just saying it's like. Oh, it's we, a party. Like, yeah. we, we get there, breakfast pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple cocktails, some snacks, it's a good time. Um we pretty sure we were drinking moonshine the one year. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, what else? What else you got that just common everyday things that people just don't do or refuse to like refuse to do or even possibly don't even know? I don't know. I was having a real hard time thinking of like the ones that I've already mentioned are like the ones that I came up with. And like I was even asking clients after you told me what the topic was, like, hey, what do you got for this? And all those people pretty much gave me the same ones that I've already like brought up. And I just, I don't know. Like there's so many like stupid things that we probably think of a million times a day. But when you're put on, excuse me, put on the spot, put on the spot. It's just like, you just draw that brain fart. Well, we, uh, this is going to be a shorter episode because I'm on a little bit of a time crunch here. Sure. But, uh, so some, some like 20 things that should be common knowledge, but aren't. Did you know that goldfish bowls are not a good place to keep goldfish? No. They're too small. Huh. Uh, for aspirin to save your life during a heart attack, you need to chew it. Yes. I knew. Well, I was well, obviously, you knew that. that. That's why we give them 81 milligram uh, baby aspirin. Correct. The amount of people who don't know that Do you, an- antibiotics don't work on viruses is astonishing. Yeah. Do you know the correct dosage to give someone of baby aspirin? No. Four. 481 milligram, it's 325 milligram, or 324, technically. Science. Did you know that the freedom of speech provision in the First Amendment protects you from punishment from the government, not the consequences of your speech? Yes. So the government can't come in and arrest you for what you say, but that doesn't mean you can't be fired for what you said. Right. It also doesn't cover you from yelling fire in a crowded movie theater and and someone getting trampled to death. Like, you're liable for that as well. Who's Frankenstein? The mo- uh, the doctor, the doctor, not the monster, the mon- not the monster. Yeah. Uh, if everyone puts the lid down in a porta potty, the smell will vent out the pipe that leads to the top. I did not know that. I did not know that either. But then again, I kind of don't want it because I'm not touching the fucking thing. Right. But like, I mean, think about it. You just it, it grab, grab a piece of paper towel and just knock that top. There's down. never paper towel in those fucking things. Use your fucking foot. I mean, I, f- I flush toilets with my feet all the time. Oh, I could put true. a fucking top down. That's but I, I didn't know that that I was, didn't like, know. G- like, come on, yeah. man. I would have never known that. Uh, although depicted this way, your blood is not blue inside your body. I think, yeah, obviously, you know that. Yes. Um, although we all believe that as fucking kids. Should have is the contraction for should have, not should of. Yes. Because should of is technically incorrect. English. Yes. 
Uh, Daddy Long Lake spiders aren't really the most venomous spiders in the world. But people think they are. Yeah. Yeah, because what was it? It was like they're technically the most venomous spiders in the world, but their bite is so small that like it'll never it, it, really affect a human or something, something like that is what um, they used to tell you. They have fangs similar to a brown recluse, which may be why the myth is spread. Their venom is fatal to humans. Spiders don't naturally bite humans, but Adam Savage from Mythbusters was able to get a day to long legs to penetrate his skin with a bite. The bite didn't do anything beyond cause him to feel a burning sensation. Hmm. Uh, if you plug your earbuds into your laptop how? microphone jack, they'll function as microphones. No, that is not how we're, we're doing this podcast. No, I think I think everyone probably at understands this point. that because everyone's fucking headphones are microphones now too anyways right. drowning often doesn't look like drowning no no it does not very little splashing no waving no yelling or calls for help usually they're just they're there and then they're not hmm. what was the forbidden fruit in the garden of eden from the bible an apple incorrect really mm-hmm. it was probably a fig a grape a pomegranate or a nut huh I wonder why everyone always associates it with an apple, then. I don't know. It's just a common misconception. Hmm. Uh, Claudette Colvin refused to give up her bus bus seat to a white person nine months prior to Rosa Parks. That is probably something they should mention in history class, because I did not know that. She was 15. (laughs) She was arrested. Uh, civil rights leaders didn't think a teen, especially one with a dark complexion, would be a good poster child for the movement. Oh, so this is were... from BuzzFeed. We, this isn't from us. Right. Oh, that's, <coughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, the top of most ovens lift up easily for cleaning. Stroke symptoms are different for men and women. I actually, All kinds of cool I actually stuff. just, uh, I actually just learned via TikTok that your, your oven lid lifts up like that. Obviously, like, I don't think it does if it's an electric, but, uh, right. For a regular gas one. Well, yes. electrics clean easy enough. Like, yeah. you wipe them off. Uh, last but not least, and this, okay, there's more, but I'm not going to be able to get to them. Sure. Um, I actually just taught this one to Alley Cat not too long ago. If you get in a car and you don't know which side to pull up to the gas tank, yeah, there, you're, you're, there's an arrow. Th- yeah, there's an arrow next to your thing. So uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode, the shorter episode of Common Debauchery. Uh, we're going to send this out with the NWO theme song of yesteryear in honor of Mr. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, of WCW lore yes. when he went over there as part of the Outsiders. Uh, that being said, shout out to Razor you know, and his family, everybody affected by that. And yeah. with that, I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common, Common Debauchery. Debauchery. As a quick post-show update on our fan voting polls, for the worst fandom out there, the YouTube stars and fans thereof topped the Before It Was Cool crowd uh, in one of the closer votings of the tournament so far, and Swifties absolutely ran away with that matchup over Nintendrones or Nintendo Nerds. So those two move on, joining Beliebers and Office fans in the next round. And stay tuned this week for our next two matchups Disney adults versus reality TV star fans and gatekeepers versus the book was better people. You can find those and vote on them on my personal Instagram page or on the common debauchery Facebook page. Just type in common debauchery on Facebook, follow and never miss a beat. When we post things like that, thanks for tuning in guys. We'll catch you next week. (laughs) 